Peace, y'all. This episode today is going to be action-packed, fun, hilarious, just a whole ride. So today I have Candace Liger. And Candace is a national spoken word artist, facilitator, uh, dynamic trainer, and founder of Feline Fitness and Feline Fetish, championing creative wellness practices, body activism, and proactive self-care for the fierce ones. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. She's the creator of Gyration Nation Dance Fitness Program, rooted in dance hall and Afrobeat music. She's also the founder of Project Blackbird, which is a digital advocacy organization advocating for collective healing, wellness, and liberation of marginalized communities. As an activist, she's focused on encouraging intersectional approaches to challenge systems of oppression with a particular focus on racial justice, healing justice, and violence. Her latest project, though, Consent Conscious, advocates for more comprehensive consent education to support overall health, pleasure, and safety. Within the scope of her social justice work, she's been awarded the 2017 Social Justice Award from the YWCA of Oklahoma, the Woman of Action Award from the National Organization of Women, and the 2017 ACLU Andy DeBose Civil Libertarian Award as well. So, tune in, tap in with Candace Liger. This episode is dope, all about fitness, wellness, body activism, all those beautiful things. So, tap in. All things, all things, all things, E. All things, all things, all things, E. Education, art, and tech. You never know coming next. Education, art, and tech. You never know coming next. <laughs> dope people, welcome to the All Things E podcast. Uh, today, I have a really dope person that I met roughly maybe two years ago, almost. Um, we actually got to, I was introduced to her through poetry and the word of mouth Wednesday stage. That's how, that was my formal introduction to you. So today I have Candice, I was going to say your last name, Liger or Liger? Which one is it? It's Liger. You did good the first time. <laughs> Come on. All right. I, I remember you saying Ligger, I've heard, you know, Ligger is a no-no. We don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it. Candice Liger, poet, activist, organizer, body activist, all the things. So, Candice, yeah, yeah, introduce yourself. Tell the people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Right on, right on. Well, first, thank you, uh, Kane, for holding it down, Kay Weston. I don't think I've ever said your name like that. (laughs) Right. Um, Thank you for inviting me. Uh, It's really good to be a part. So, again, my name is Candice Liger. I am based out of Greensboro, North Carolina, but I'm originally from Greenville, Mississippi, in Mm -hmm. the Delta, in the heart of the Delta. I went to college there. I lived in Oklahoma City for about 10 or 11 years before I moved to Greensboro. And so um, I do fitness. I am a dance fitness instructor. I have my own uh, program, Dance Hall and Afrobeat, called Gyration Nation Dance mm-hmm. Fitness. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing That's my longest entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, okay. And I would also say that it's my most consistent healing work. Yeah. And... Um, so I do dance fitness. I do virtual training. So I, ha- I do, you know, I have clients kind of all over the place and they mm-hmm. tune in from hotels and homes and all kind of stuff to work out with me from through programs. Um, also had a lot of experience with uh, social justice and movement work, mm-hmm. um, really centering LGBTQ folks, women and femmes, uh, like intersectional feminism and yeah. shit, you know, um, and and also do poetry. 
Yeah. So um, my dad wrote poetry, Eugene Liger, and I'm I like to cons- I consider myself continue the legacy. So I'm a okay. spoken word artist, and you know, you know, all about the arts. All things eat. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. <laughs> and that's and that's where like it's cool to me, and I'm interested in this conversation because I know I'm going to learn a lot. And I am probably the most super boring. I'm not boring. <laughs> Look what you did to But I'm hella, I'm hella like, I'm just the normal guy, right? Yeah. Cisgender, heterosexual man. Yeah. So I'm just living this super bubble life. So I'm, I'm interested in learning and, you know, hearing about allyship and all sorts of things. So yeah. thank you for being here too. Um, so in time with that, like I said, I met you doing poetry and you are a amazing poet. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And it's, it was true. I could tell that you were definitely from Mississippi. <laughs> like just the way that you like deliver poetry, the way you talk, just all together, it was true to who you were. Um, so how has poetry kind of shaped what you do now and all the things you're involved in? Like, was that where you started with creative expression or, or where did it start? Uh, yeah, man, that's a really good question. Um, so that's that's where I started when I was doing the whole transformation that happens after home, but pre thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I had already had my son, and I started doing spoken word in two thousand ten. Hmm. I would say during that time I wasn't. I was working for corporate America, so I wasn't yeah. an entrepreneur. Um, I, I, I imagine now the way you worded that question, I would say that poetry helped shape like the expression and like me being in a deeper relationship with my damn self. Yeah. yeah. What I want. Um, it definitely, <clears throat> I was angry. A lot of angry poetry, a lot mm. of angry poetry. I was mad. Frustrated. Yeah. Flustered. It was deep. It was deep. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think, that that's a testament to like how many spaces we have to be that kind of transparent and to yeah. talk about issues in a transparent way, or even just the way issues affect us. Um, and so that, yeah, poetry community definitely became a healing space. And, hmm. you know, a lot of the social justice work that I did was inspired by the poetry community and mm-hmm. poets coming together and saying, we have to do something. Um, one of the biggest things that happened in Oklahoma City was uh, we organized OKC Artists for Justice. Okay. And so that's a collective of the community. It's very clear in the yeah. name. But yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it was in response to uh, a police officer, Daniel Hosclaw, who was on the northeast side of Oklahoma City raping black. Huh. And Whoa. so a case with 13 black women and this police officer. And we got involved when they lowered his bail, his bond from $5 million to $75,000. Like 13, Whoa. you got 13 people that out is, here and wow. being toxic as fuck. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, from poetry, um, you know, having that practice of expressing, mm-hmm. uh, having that practice of like, yo, we in real life situations right now. And, you know, using that as a platform to bring like a deeper type of awareness and community yeah. engagement behind it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, that piece around just knowing who you are, knowing your yeah. processes, knowing what it means to like create something and then give it away mm-hmm. and not hold it the same yeah. way anymore. Yeah, that's deep. That's therapeutic shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Did you... With with all the social justice work that you did, were you a part of like multiple organizations or were you just doing it on your own and tapping in wherever you seen a need? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we was kind of a little renegade. We was uh, okay. grassroots with OKC Artists for Justice. And then I, um, I worked on another case with a sister named Tonda Lael Hall, who was at, is actually being incarcerated. She's on her 12th year behind wow. bars. No, no, sorry. 14th year behind wow. bars uh, for the crime her boyfriend committed against their children. Her boyfriend Whoa. is free. He was free. You know, but he time served two yeah. years, and she basically got the bulk of the uh, the punishment. Wow. And so um, I started Project Blackbird in mm-hmm. Oklahoma City in response to working with that campaign, and yeah. we did like other like healing justice things. Um, but again, that was grassroots. I worked for the ACLU of Oklahoma very yeah. briefly, but I had no business in that. Had <laughs> <laughs> no business. <laughs> no business. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. So never. um, uh, Yeah. Black Lives Matter, Oklahoma City. But Mm -hmm. the only place I actually was an employee of was ACLU. Okay, I got you. Was just in these streets. Yeah. (laughs) So so if you do you want to elaborate on why you say you had no business there? Is there there a a short story you want to share about that? Short story is, um, I don't remember how the quote goes that Martin Luther King said, but it was something about like who you need to watch out is, is for the white progressive liberal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so short story is, you know, um, not a lot of people of color make up the county of Oklahoma's, yeah. uh, which is like 13% black. I can imagine. Right. And so um, they wanted to bring someone black on staff, which traditionally all white staff and mm. you know, I think they they wanted somebody so they kind of followed me around until yeah watch what i did for a while but anyway once i once i got hired and i became very clear what it meant to like have this massive footprint and mm-hmm. want to do like good things in the community or so you think yeah without also engage in the community have an adequate representation of the community compensating the community mm-hmm. for their time like having a, a lens of racial equity racial yeah. justice that's not just like words, but actual action. action. And so um, I couldn't play the I couldn't play the coon very well. Yeah, good. And so yeah, they, they, I didn't I didn't fit. I didn't fit. It's what they. <laughs> that's actually what they said when they uh when they fired me. It was like we just don't think you're a good fit. Good. Fit. Wow. Wow. Like that's a, that's a big thing I keep running into. Like every I don't know. It's like a they have this culture fit question. Like, oh, we wonder if they're a good culture fit. But if your culture is all terrible people, ain't nobody got no business there. <laughs> so like what are we talking about? Culture yeah. fit. Right. Yeah. It's like the hell is it blows me. But <laughs> Yeah. That's like, it, it is it is mind blowing and it and it um and there's some people who are able to navigate like those spaces mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, very um, true. And and so like cool, shout out to the people of color, black folks who are in nonprofit organizations, well-intending organizations mm-hmm. who are doing work, and also like dealing head on with the way, um, especially like internalized racism looks yeah. to yeah. people who don't think that they racist, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Hold the conversations that could be had about that. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So this we ain't even going. This is about you. This is all about you. So we ain't even going. Focus on these people. So after that, um, you started. You say you started doing kind of body activism. Is what it's called in your intro. We talked a little bit about that. Um, it's about like self care and and I would say health and wellness too. 
um, included with it. But what does that mean to you? Like, what does that term body activism consist of? Yeah, yep, yep. Um, so body activism is essentially um, <laughs> advocating for every last every last body in every mm-hmm. last way um, mm-hmm. that we experience. Um, I think it means something to take care of this body because it holds all of our experiences. It transports us to our new experiences. Um, And also it, there's, you know, violence perpetrated against this Mm -hmm. body. There's shame perpetrated against this body. There's like, you know, this history of um, oppression perpetrated against our bodies, whether that be racial oppression, Mm -hmm. whether that be, um, you know, class, economic, whether it's, you know, spiritual, you know, all these different ways in which our bodies are minimized, yet our bodies are the ones that are showing up in each of these Mm. systems, right? And so um, I think as a fitness instructor, as a fitness coach who has a body that is like aesthetically standard, right? Mm -hmm. For fitness, when you see fitness and you see someone who looks like my body, um, that that said something, you know, that says a thing. Um, I think part of body activism is like what that thing actually says is, is that um, because of my genetic makeup Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and my unique circumstances and my experiences and my traumas and the things that give me pleasure and all those things, both seen and unseen abilities and uh, different abilities Mm -hmm. that we have, that makes up. The, the entirety of who we are. And so mm-hmm. like the health and wellness approach that I, and I've struggled as a fitness coach to balance mm-hmm. uh, the approach because part of it is, you know, people come up to you and they want to lose weight. Yeah. People come up to you and they want this, they want to look like you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, well, one, you can't look like me because my parents are Alice Joyner and Eugene Liger. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the first part. Like right. the second part is like, um, you know, moving beyond the culture of fitness being like an aesthetic goal hmm. is like so important because yeah. but how, how I look um, doesn't necessarily determine my health. And so there's yep. a lot of uh, fat body shaming and things yep. like that. I know instructors who identify as fat, fitness coaches mm-hmm. who identify as fat, who can run, you know, half marathons yeah. and probably be looking at me, uh, and, you know, buried in the trees <laughs> flying. <laughs> You know what right. I'm saying? Um, and who also don't have the things that, you know, um, I am genetically, you know, uh, in relationship with. Yeah. Right. And so body activism is each body basically has its own unique standard of what health and wellness is for that body. Mm-hmm. You know, I like fried chicken. Same. You know, so I schedule my fried chicken accordingly, right? Okay, okay. You know, and I also love smoothies and fresh juice. Mm-hmm. Right? I do both. I like okay. I like carbs. You know, um, I also have some days where I don't eat that many carbs. I, I mm-hmm. keep a balance, but you know. The, our relationship to food being something like, you know, everybody, stay away from cars, stay away from cars, stay away from cars. Yeah. But every now and then, if I'm sitting with the homies and like this mm-hmm. is a communal celebration and we're having some cake, like the pleasure I'll experience from my body by eating cake with <laughs> my friends. Right. 
is going to ha- is going to cause a physiological response, right? And those mm-hmm. hormones are going to be released, and those hormones, the ones of joy, the yeah. ones of love and community, that shit still matters in our fitness spectrum. And so, yeah. like you know, um, getting rid of this idea that you know this is this is what we're all aspiring to. Um, mm-hmm. More so, this is what my I aspire my body to. Yeah, this is how I desire to feel, um, and so I am um, a co-host on a podcast, Decolonizing yeah. Fitness, with Ilya yeah. Parker, and, and so we talk about a lot of these things around toxic fitness culture. We talked about um, Castor Simia and what it meant to have transgender athletes in competitive mm-hmm. sports. We kind of unpacking that. Uh, yeah. Like having conversations around fitness that make it accessible for all bodies, so yeah. you know, so people can sh- can show up where they want to show up, yeah, and not have that's all real. stuff attached to it, yeah, yeah. And that's that's dope. You said that because I was listening to another podcast actually where these people were talking about, uh, like how fat shaming shows up for people, especially yeah. around like you said dieting, like diet culture, and how yeah. people are are really keen on fitness because they don't want to be labeled fat and like all the stigma that comes with that. And I think that's, that's valuable that you mentioned. You want to move past that point to where it's just like, Oh, I just want to be skinny. And then everybody will think I'm fine. Yeah. Or I'll be happy. Yeah. I'll be happy whole once I'm skinny. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. Or the other way I'll be happy and whole once I gain weight. I'll be happy and whole once my Booty's bigger, my tummy's flatter. Yeah. And I'm not saying that folks who aspire to those things should have any, you know, they can absolutely aspire to aspire to what you want to aspire to. Mm-hmm. That's the magic behind having deep relationship with your body in that way. Yeah. Um, but also like the 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 pressure um and like the norm of being like, I need to be hyper productive in my fitness regimen mm-hmm. so that I can look the certain way and be successful. Yeah. Is, Toxic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually trying to get past that point. I have a, I don't say, I won't say very unhealthy way of looking at my myself. I think a lot about my physique and what I look like. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of things that I probably have held from like growing up and family and what you eat and blah, blah, blah. blah. So I've, I've always looked at myself like, uh, maybe when I get a six pack or when I get an eight pack or when I be like, somebody just get a 10 pack. I've seen that happen before, but I'm like, if I could just get there, you know what I'm saying? Summer body load and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a hot whole thing. Summer. So yeah. Hot boy summer. You feel me? It's a whole thing. So yeah. like I have a, a, around that, like, how do you raise your own awareness around your body? Cause I think a lot of what it is, is because we don't know, or because I'm speaking for myself because I don't know necessarily what quote unquote my body needs, then that's a part of the reason why I'm like, oh well, I'll I'll do these little crunches and in 10 weeks I'll be ready for the beach or whatever. When it's not that. You have plenty of videos talking about your genetic makeup and how certain areas of your body are you you talk about a lot of detailed things. So my question is like how can people become more aware of their body and what it what it needs and what it doesn't need? Um, that's a really good question. I would say the the first and fast answer would be like, uh, like journal what your body is feeling. Hmm. Um, 
but I don't, I wouldn't, I don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah. I don't like stopping my yeah. day to journal shit. I really don't. Yeah. Catch that yeah. But I know a lot of people, it works for a lot of folks, you know, how it feels after a meal or how it feels mm-hmm. after a meeting or how does it feel after sex, you know, how does it feel? Um, that's one way. I think ultimately the answer that I really want to stick with okay. is, is like um, cultivating curiosity. Okay. You know, um, I think we, we, we put so much emphasis on what it means to be like educated in subject matter, especially mm-hmm. for higher institutions. And yeah. this shit gets really, really uh, systematic and, yes. and, and it can get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, um, just embracing and having an understanding that everything that is in a book actually came from practice. Mm-hmm. You That's know, real. that was that was practice. And then there was theory. Right. Mm-hmm. And so part of part of practice being something that we can someone can create for themselves would be just being curious enough to move your body in a certain mm-hmm. you go If you move your body in a certain way. You're gonna find out what's tight. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. That's real. You stand up on one leg long enough, you're gonna find out what your balance is really. Good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? For real. Um, you know, you you eat contrasting meals. So if you eat a pizza or a salad and you're actually paying attention to what your energy does, yeah. then you're gonna get information. Um mm-hmm. I think it's it's just like it's really like law of attraction stuff. You want yeah. information. You make the affirmation for it. Um, you build it in intentionally, and then you pay attention hmm. um, because your body, your body has been. Our bodies tell us so much, so yeah. much on a daily basis, and we're so. This is a head-heavy society. It's head-heavy. Uh, a lot of times, work that we're doing, um, and so you know, the, the way our even our head is connected to our our belly and the, yeah. the brain belly connection. Yeah, our body. For you know, I talk about belly a lot because that's the house of uh, intuition. That's mm-hmm. what our gut's telling us something. Yeah. Well, so we actually pay attention to what our belly's doing most of the time. We're like, hold on, we're a little nervous. I don't know about yep. this shit. <laughs> or, <laughs> that's real. Or I'm a little hungry. You yep. know what I'm saying? What What actually have I, have I eaten, and what does my belly feel like it wants? Mm. Uh, then we'll find some answers. I think outside of that, you know. Uh, just having a regimen of water, yeah. colors, and stretching can go a long way. Water, colors, and stretching can go a long way. Huh. So drinking, drinking water enough. Mm-hmm. Um, enough being on dramatic days, you know. I tell folks to drink a gallon of it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right under yeah. a gallon is what typical body needs, but um, water, colors, you're trying to get at least two or three five or six colors in a okay. day, uh, whether that's fruit, vegetables, you know, whatever, um, having colors available during the day. When I, brown absolutely is a color, but shade mm-hmm. brown is not colors. Hmm. It is. Shades of brown is colors. Yeah. It is a spectrum. But brown is usually what we, 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 we need to kind of uh, limit. And, okay. uh, of course, just stretching. My favorite time to, of the day to stretch is right out the out the shower, at the bathtub, with my muscles yeah. hydrated, I feel a little more flexible. Um, yeah. So reaching down and touching your toes and breathing. Yeah. Some of the best ways you can really see like, yo, I feel a little something. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's tight. So it's, it's practice it's is a, essentially what you're saying. Practicing, practice. tuning in. You're 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 your own expert. Huh. You know, you're your own expert. You know all the experiences that exist within your body, um, and places like especially where a lot of our uh, trauma is stored. The root, the sacral. You know our hips, our core, our low back, like yeah. all that area. Um, that's you know that's for everybody. But yeah, you you your own expert. Damn. That's deep. I'm about to. I'm. I always say every time somebody talk about fitness, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm about to. Damn. Yeah. I'm, look, I ain't even gonna say that this time. I'm gonna be real with myself. Thank you for that information. Is what I'm gonna yeah. say. <laughs> Straight up. I saw the pen. You had a pen and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I was got notes. You know what I'm saying? I got notes. You on the notepad? Like, oh, okay. Practice. Color. Uh, watercolor stretching. You feel me? I, I got the note. Yeah. I got to know. Now me doing it is a different conversation, it's but I got to know. So I can't, I can't say I don't have it. Yeah. Little goals, little goals. Yeah. So thinking about bodies and, and activating them and being tuned in and tapped in, like you have this dope thing called gyration nation that is hella fly. And I watched the videos and I'll be like, okay, they're getting busy in there. So tell us like, how did that start? And, and what's that evolved into at this point? Gyration nation is my baby. Um, and so it is a uh, dance hall, Afro beat based fitness. Um, no, nah, this is homie, this mosquito. <laughs> and um, you know, it started. I was in Oklahoma City. I got I, I got fired from corporate America, as I predicted to the entire mm-hmm. team. I would. I went to school for personal training. I told them when before I got fired, I was like, I'm about to get Zumba certified and bounce yeah. for y'all. Yeah. You know. And so I went and got <laughs> Zumba certified and. Um, you know, it was a really shaky start, really shaky start. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, once I started, like, really focusing on dance hall and Afro beat music, mm-hmm. someone turned me in. Another Zumba instructor, because you got to have 70% Zumba approved music. Wait, 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 wait. They ratted you out because you was using the music you wanted to use? In these streets, so hard. We so hard. They don't even know we got right. Zumba instructors, man. And so... <laughs> uh, you know, and from there, I was just like, I'm not going to play these games. I'm going to do yeah. my gyration nation. It is. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing those classes. And, you know, it's been it's been an evolution. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's it was I would say that I reached a, a certain place that felt successful in some way in Oklahoma City with it. Um, and, you know, by the time I got here, it was just like implement what, what you've already learned in Oklahoma yeah. City. Yeah. And so, um, so now I host classes at McLeese Fitness. Um, that's thirty twelve uh, M Eugene. Boom. Or, no, two seven. I don't even know zip code. But on Thursdays at seven p.m. and you know that class is just uh, grown into something that yeah. I never saw coming. Um, actually, I was out of town last week and I was about to cancel class. And they did it. Go, and go, they you tell did me. it anyway. <laughs> they damn sure did. I told I, I, you know, I hit up a uh, sister. I uh, call her Killer. Killer moves. Okay. And she comes to the class all the time. She's hella supportive. And you know, she's been leading a few songs and mm-hmm. leading a few songs. I'm like, cool. So, like, Killer, you got it. You know, hit up Shayna. You know what I'm saying? And just make it happen. Yeah. So enough. They they <laughs> in there deep in right. Generation Nation <laughs> yeah. without me. Yeah, and that was by far like such a, an amazing idea. Uh, it was just amazing to experience. Yeah, um, I just recorded 
my one of my one of many official mm-hmm. Gyration Nation dance fitness videos. So it's thirty minutes long. We got the folks in there. We <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so that should be released by the uh, uh, August. Okay. And I'm getting ready to do a Gyration Nation in July challenge. Um, so that'll you know um, that'll be from the 15th to the 26th. Okay. However. Beyond the 15, 20 to the 26, people can still access like some Gyration Nation dance fitness mm-hmm. videos, do them from home, do them in a yeah. grocery store, do them in the library with your headphones. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it's, it's a beautiful place because a lot of folks come to the class and their energy is very small. It's very mm-hmm. confined. It's yeah. a really tight box. And to watch people evolve and to feel my own evolution within it it's just been so beautiful to witness now they now they jumping in the middle doing right. a whole solo <laughs> with three minute song like they ain't stopped right. yet right. Still going, you know yeah so yeah that that's beautiful that people are are um expanding and taking up more space yeah. with their bodies yeah so like they, they just in them uh, just taking up <laughs> a whole bunch of space with yeah. their body and like that just uh and that expansion translates to every mm-hmm. other part of mm-hmm. our lives. So, yeah, it's some good stuff. I, I really yeah. enjoy it. Y'all come on out. Gyrate a little bit. Turn it in. Straight up. Straight up. And this is open to anyone, any age, any... Yeah, we have. I mean, my, my daughter comes. She's six. My son mm-hmm. is there. He's 11. We got a two-year-old. We got a 13-year-old. Okay. Um, and then I think the oldest we have is, or the, or the most immature and fine uh-huh, uh-huh. is, you know, right at about 65. Okay. So it's, 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 a, it's an experience. Now, I'm a little high energy, but, <laughs> but I give modifications, right? And right. so there's ways where people can modify so it fits, fits their body. They do it mm-hmm. their way and their way is the right way. Yeah. Their way is the right way. I dig that. But it's almost be on like beat a little bit. <laughs> you gotta be on beat at the very least, please. <laughs> your way is the right way. Right. <laughs> Straight up. And I think it's I think it's cool to see you like creating that community for others too in this space, in this new place. And it's almost like watching Huh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like an expression of freedom to me. To see people really move and dance and and have fun, I'm I'm super concerned about my what's the my appearance and my, my the perceptions of me. So yeah. I'm always like, uh, people that be out here dancing in these circles and doing whatever they want to do, they are really some free people. So I think it's dope. I think it's dope to see you creating that space and creating that uh, safety for people Thanks. that makes them feel like they can move and groove and do what they want to do. Yeah. So kudos on that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So, thank you for your time, especially. But tell us, tell us before we go, how people can follow you and learn from you and build with you and all those good things. Yeah, for sure. I would love to be your friend. Follow me on uh, social media at Candice Liger. Instagram is just Candice Liger. Um, also, I have CandiceLiger.com. It's my website. And that'll link you to most of the places that you need to go. I also have a Patreon where I upload videos and Gyration Nation fitness videos and just home fitness videos and other stuff. So, um, you know, you don't have to do fitness to support my Patreon either. That's the truth. You don't have to do it. You just can 
subscribe and support yeah. the cause, you know? Um, and so I have subscriptions starting at $5 up to 25. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Connect with me, talk to me, you know, there's so many ways in which, um, like we can, we can be better, hmm. you know? Um, and so, yeah, I definitely do this work for me. <laughs> hmm, that's real. <laughs> I do this that's work. Real. I do this work for me. It translates in the community. And so, you know, having folks believe in, in what I'm doing um, just just makes me feel good. It increases yeah. my health and wellness. It's, it's a yeah. part of my fitness regimen. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Again, Candice, thank you so much for your time. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all the things that, that come next. So keep it up. Keep it rolling. You feel? You too. Keep it up. All <laughs> eat. All things eat. Hey. Yeah. Show up. Too deep. Hey, we out this day. Peace. <laughs> so I hope that somebody has been moved to add another level of elevation to your hot girl and hot boy summer. Now, thing is, I want you to tap in with Candice. Continue to follow Feline Fitness. Look up Feline Fetish. Look up all the things that Candice is offering. Also, invest in her. Support her through Patreon, through supporting her events, through supporting her work. This community is truly to invest and support those that are doing amazing work in their respective communities as well. So we want to cycle this around. Again, thank you. Subscribe to the show. Tune in, tap in. If you know or, or see anybody that's doing really dope work that you want to re recommend or refer to be interviewed on the show, make sure you hit up All Things Eat on Instagram or Facebook or allthingseat at gmail.com. You can send over your request and information there. Peace.